Welcome to episode one of the Grace Life Fellowship podcast. We're going to get things started today with our very first segment of Conversations in Grace. Today we're going to hear our worship pastor, Jesse Sampson, talk to our lead pastor, Tim Chalice, on the topic of forgiveness. It's a really interesting conversation, and we hope you enjoy it. Welcome, everybody. This is Jesse Sampson, the worship pastor at Grace Life Fellowship, and I'm sitting here with our lead pastor, Tim Chalice. Uh, tonight, we're going to have a conversation on forgiveness. How's it going, Tim? Going good. Good to be here with you, Jesse. Good. Uh, it's a Tim, good topic, by the way. Yeah, it yes. is. It is. Um, it's kind of like one of those topics where I think most people get it, but it's it's definitely something to expound on, right? I hear you. And I, you know, when you say I think most people get it, I I think a lot of people see forgiveness as a goal in the Christian life, as something to shoot for. How do I get forgiven? How do I continue to stay clean with God? And actually, the Scripture actually speaks of forgiveness as not the goal, but the starting point. Jesus said that I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. And it just so happens in order to experience abundant life, you know this, right? Mm-hmm. We need to know and settle that we're forgiven. And so that's a critical issue in the believer's life. Forgiveness mm-hmm. is a big deal. Amen. So I'm glad we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about forgiveness and we talk about um, the difference in the total forgiveness that we're offered through Jesus or progressive forgiveness that we're offered, how can we... Um, like distinguish between the two, or what, what's the what's the net effect if I believe one versus the other? Right, or does yeah. it really matter? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a great question. I mean, it's it's a you know, in my own life, has been a struggle. You know, when when we sin, and and we all still sin, right? We're we're clear on that. I hope. Um, I mean, I know you, Jesse. I know this is the case. <laughs> when we sin, we we have human emotions associated with that, like guilt and and remorse and regret and shame and sometimes even as extreme as something like condemnation. And um, these feelings are real and they need to be validated. Like we, we don't, we have certain feelings when we mess up. I mean, that's normal. The question isn't how do I feel when I mess up? Because if I let my feelings drive me, then maybe I'm going to miss the truth of what God's actually done. Meaning when I sin, I mean, when you sin, Jesse, how do you feel? Uh, you, yeah. you you feel bad about it. Right. You feel guilty, and right. and so it, we tend to just make this transference that says, "Well, if I feel guilty, I must be guilty." And and actually, total forgiveness means God has removed the guilt. He's He's declared me not only guilt free, but He's actually declared me righteous. Probably another topic for another day. Mm-hmm. But we are totally forgiven. And so if if I wallow in this guilt and this condemnation. Um, I cease to experience the abundant life, the, the freedom that Jesus paid for, for me to experience. Um, and so forgiveness is is really a critical issue for me to walk in the freedom Jesus provides. And um, if I think it's progressive, if I think, well, God has forgiven me for what I've done in the past, and a lot of Christian teaching is around that, right? God has has forgiven you for the sins you have committed. But what about the sins I haven't committed yet? Um, what about what about the sins of tomorrow? Can God and has God forgiven future sins? It's a question I hear all the time in the counseling arena. You know, like um, we're just so we're so guilt ridden and we're so concerned about tomorrow. And okay, maybe He's forgiven what I've done, but I got to stay clean with Him. You've probably heard a phrase like "keep short accounts with God," 
right? Mm -hmm. Stay clean with God. Keep yourself forgiven. And that's a progressive idea that, hey, I'm already forgiven today, but when it comes tomorrow, I need to keep a short account, confess it, and then God will forgive me for that one. And and it, it lends to this idea that God's willing to forgive me tomorrow, but he hasn't already done it. Um, and the scripture actually speaks to that very clearly when it talks about there's no forgiveness without blood, right? So the question now becomes, how did we get forgiven? You know, we got forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. Well, he bled once. He will not bleed again. It is that effective. And so when I think of forgiveness as progressive, um, it's basically saying God has forgiven you until you sin again. And then you got to get forgiven all over again. And that just makes a mockery of the cross. Um, and I don't think people's intent is to mock the cross. I think they're trying to experience forgiveness. Um, but oftentimes we need to remember that our experience of something isn't only going to be limited to how we feel about it. We're going to have to start believing the truth that sets us free. And in doing that, we experience the freedom that we have. It's mm. awesome. Amen. So... For the believer, when we talk about forgiveness, we also talk about repentance. Yeah. So in that, what does that repentance look like for the believer? Yeah. So, you know, the the, the basic definition we've always heard is repentance means to turn, turn away, away from our sin. Right. And it's certainly, that that's the fruit of repentance. I, I would say the Greek word for repentance in Scripture is a, a word that actually means change your mind. It's the word metanoia, and it means to change how you think. So the, the only way for there to be a change of action is for there first to be a change of belief. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. And so when we when we think of the idea of repent in Scripture, we almost always go to a performance thing. I need to stop what I'm doing, and that's repentance. Um, actually, repentance is I need to stop what I've been thinking. And, and so as it relates to forgiveness, we think oftentimes, well, I won't be forgiven until I repent. That would actually mean that I'm not forgiven until I think differently. Again, forgiveness does not come by me thinking differently. Forgiveness came through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. Mm -hmm. So repentance is actually a fruit of that. And so I think as soon as we believe we're totally forgiven and we rely on the total grace and sufficiency of God, then we realize we start thinking differently. We start repenting of the things we were doing or are doing because we don't want to live that way. We're, we're, a, we're a new creation now. We have a, a desire that God has. We have a new heart. We, we are one with Him in spirit, and we want what God wants. So I start thinking the truth. I'm repenting, changing my mind about those lies, right. and, and I, I turn it affects my behavior. So in a situation where we would be um, maybe confronted about this from a friend, a loved one, someone dealing with guilt, someone dealing with yeah. um, having to, feeling like they have to confess their sins constantly, someone who feel like they have to, um, to continually make themselves better and get forgiven over and over progressively like we talked about yeah. in the beginning. Um, what would you, how would you, how would you counsel someone through something like that? Say if a loved one came to you and was having an issue with that. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, first, I would want to encourage them that the, their, their desire to be forgiven is actually a revelation that they have a new heart. Meaning mm -hmm. we want what God wants and guess what God wants? 
he wants to forgive us because he has forgiven us, right? Mm -hmm. So that that's proof that God wanted to forgive sinful mankind, and he did so through the work and, and cross of Jesus Christ. And we are only reflecting that. We're, we're really confessing, God, I, I want forgiveness full. I want it totally. I want it completely. Now, I may not believe yet that I have it that way. I still think this progressive idea or whatever, but if I will simply lay hold of the scriptures and what they're saying, and there are plenty of passages that talk about the once for all forgiveness of Jesus, um, that it's a done deal, um, then it, I'm actually I'm actually realizing that's what I want. So I would first thing I would encourage them is, hey, it's it's good that you're even wanting that. Let, let's let's look at let's look at that idea, and then we talk about something to the effect of, okay, so now, how do I fully believe that this is true when I'm not necessarily experiencing it? I'm still feeling the guilt and the shame and the condemnation that's associated with sin. And um, once again, you know, Romans 8.1 says, in Jesus Christ, there is no condemnation. So if I'm experiencing condemnation from my sin, it's not coming from God, right? And so I have to start changing my mind about, oh, wait. I used to think when I sinned, Jesse, that, that the guilt and the shame and the condemnation that, that pursued it, that followed it, was from God, as though God was motivating me to righteous behavior by making me feel guilty enough not to do it again, mm -hmm. right? And then we over we we recommit ourselves. Oh, I'll never do that again. Have you ever said I'll never do that again? <laughs> right? It's like a New Year's resolution on sin. We're gonna we're never gonna do that again. And how well did that work for you? Right? right, right. How long did it last? And um and we need to see. You know what? If there's no condemnation in Christ, then when I'm experiencing condemnation or guilt and shame as a result of my sin, it's not coming from Jesus. He doesn't motivate us to righteous living by withholding total forgiveness. Right. He motivates us to righteous living by having his life placed in us, and he loves us. Christ's love compels us, 2 Corinthians says. So he has got a great a much greater motivator than guilt or shame or fear, or fear or condemnation. God's motivation is love. Right. And when we start seeing the goodness of God in that way, especially as it relates to my sin, man, that's somebody I start to want to get to know better. That's somebody I, I, I got to see who this is, right? Then I start to experience the freedom and, and understand what Jesus means when he says, I've come that you might have life. And have it abundantly. Notice he didn't say, I've come that you might get forgiven. <laughs> That's almost a, 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 a foregone conclusion. It's, an it's, it's, it's the beginning point, not the ending point. Forgiveness is not the goal. It's the starting point. Right. Amen. Well, thanks, Tim. Thanks. It's been awesome. That does it for this week's episode of Conversations in Grace. We'll be back again next week with Jesse and Tim with another very interesting conversation. So we hope you'll join us again. And don't forget next week, we'll have a new episode every day of the week as we go back and replay Pastor Frank's messages from his series on Galatians here at Grace Life Fellowship. So we have a lot of good content coming your way very soon. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of it. Also, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And if you like what you hear and like to support us in these efforts, please consider giving at gracelifefellowship.org give. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.